What's up, baby? Not a whole lot. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, man. Good to hear uh, from you. Happy Father's Day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it sure is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thanks, the way you responded, I'm like, is Amanda holding a gun? <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my four year old, I'm sorry, my my three year old, uh, woke up at four o'clock this morning and he's oh. like, I want to snuggle him or something. Oh, and then and then was up up at like five. I was like, all right, it's time. Hey, oh. you two get up. So that was my <laughs> happy father's treat from uh, happy father's day treat for my for my three year old. Oh, well. Yeah, it's mostly adorable minus the four in the morning, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Go to bed, boy. Uh, Tell him adjust this clock. <laughs> right? But, um, all right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Rail Talk. I'm your host, Jarrell Williams, and Soren Dragoya. All right, and today's topic is homelessness. And sure as shit is. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just a jovial person. I'm not really that happy about homelessness. Yeah. 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 Nobody's, yeah. You gotta, gotta put a positive spin on it. Yes. I, that's I, what I'm trying to do. So I'll I, start off God, with yeah. these two facts, then get a ball rolling for us. First, the definition of homelessness is a lack of fixed, regular, and adequate nighttime residence. And if they sleep in a shelter designated for temporary living accommodations or in places not designated for human habitation. So, and then I wanted to know the percentage, the overall population of homelessness in the United States. And it is 0.2%. And I did the math for the population and that puts that over 600,000 homeless people in America. Oh, that's a big number. Yes. And the sad thing is, uh, oh, well, let me cover the other thing. Um, mm. Percentage-wise, I think New York has it, but numbers-wise, it is uh, California because as of January 17, 2022, 161,000 people are homeless in California. Do they say where they're about to locate it? Because it's not like it's spread out all over the state. I think it's concentrated in just a couple spots or three spots. Of uh, in California, of Los Angeles, sixty-three thousand of those are homeless. Ooh, that's a that's a big number. That's Los a city. Angeles is only beat out by New York, where it's seventy-seven thousand. New York City, and number three is way down at eleven thousand, and that's Seattle. Okay, yeah, Seattle doesn't surprise me actually. No, no, yeah. Either. So what's interesting is I was reading up about that. I was reading about Oregon's numbers because we have a high number. Oh um, yeah, a percentage and per capita we're like fourth. Ooh, so I think it's, I believe that. I, I, I think we're Oregon's like fourth on a per capita basis. Damn. And uh, right, that's kind of sad. Very. Um, where I think it was three hundred per hundred thousand uh, people wow. in Oregon. Popular the state. I forget what the number yeah. is. Five million or something. Um, so. It's got that's a pretty good amount on a percentage basis. So this is something that um, I'm glad we're talking about this. I'm glad that you know at least we'll be able to like um, butt our heads up against uh, kind of this situation, just talk it out because I uh, around this it's super super bad, and 
the um the solutions aren't apparent because the, the problems are complicated yes so you get the situation where uh, I, I was starting to read like okay causes or like main causes and stuff like that and you can get the big chunk data you can get like you know mental health yep. or you know there's a, a disproportionate amount of veterans yep and you're like okay so those are do I want to say that's lifestyle? Because I mean, it's not like it's choice. Like mental uh, no, mental challenges aren't exactly saying, a choice. But it's but... not uh, the same as, well, mental health is, um, that in is, of itself is unfortunate. But I think you could say lifestyle for the um, veterans, but not in the sense of, as you said, it's not choice, but. It's more of an unfortunate event in the circumstances of the country not aiding them enough. That's exactly it. Like, essentially lack of support, right? Yes. So, like, true, being a veteran is a choice. However, most of the time, right? Um, but, like, having been wounded or whatever the case is and not having enough support for those uh, groups of people, for that group of people, that's not a choice. That, that's like a systemic problem. That's yes. a systemic issue even. Absolutely. Um, same thing with mental health. Like yep. having mental health challenges and issues and a lot of schizophrenics around the streets and stuff like that. That's not, it's not a choice one makes. No. However, lack of support for them, because you can get support at different stages before you ever are like homeless. Right? Oh, you know, it's just like one yeah. day wake up and you're like, I don't know, I guess I'm just going to masturbating on this park i don't know yeah, i actually I'm don't know hoping you don't end up one day homeless right and you're just like that's it now you're homeless because you got kicked out or whatever the reason is yeah uh because a lot of them are a cascading um effects of rather it's choices bad luck systemic issues and really all of it packed together right so you end up with this situation where a lot of people lose their jobs that could be due to mental issues, PTSD, which I think is, you know, yeah, horrifically untreated in this in this country. And I'm not talking about like PTSD, like I don't know, you're part of something that was, I don't know, like I watched some people get murdered in front of me. There's there's many ways in which trauma can affect a human being. Oh, of course, yeah. And some people don't seek help for that. And you you know, a lot of that is, and this is the part that you start really breaking down and dividing some of the data. The, uh, and I don't have the percentages right on my hand, but I think the homeless population, oh no, I got this one. It's about 70% male, 30% female. Oh, wow. And before we start going down into any sort of like racial, because as with any fucking thing that you could ever mention ever in America, any marginalized or minority group seems to be like greatly impacted, um, more impacted than those not. So. Yeah. Before we go down that, let's start going with just the gender section. Uh-huh. So um, the, the, the number of women polled or whatever study they, they used to, to come up with this, I found out that uh, domestic violence had been a large um, driver. Contributor. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, of them becoming homeless. Whether they are with somebody who's unstable, so now we're in mental health territory, or just with in an yeah. abusive home. Yeah, abusive home. Yeah. Just a fucking, just a piece of shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. And whether it's parents abusing you, siblings abusing you, or you know, partners abusing you. Yeah, yep. something like that. Yeah. 
times that's generational. Now we start getting into like deep systemic problems where we have um, multi-generational trauma. You've got one person acting like a shit bag, alcoholism, addiction, whatever the fuck it is, um, treats their family like shit. True. That becomes whatever normal. Undo their kids end up yeah. inheriting that and yeah. then continue the cycle and on and Absolutely. on. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so now you've got like a lot of layers to even try to unpack there. You can't really go into people's houses. And... But I'm saying like, unless laws are being broken, you can't really go into people's houses and try to straighten that shit out. You can't bust in the door and be like, don't right. fucking beat your wife. You can't do yeah. that. That's not, a, that's not a thing. It'd be cool, but no, nah, you can't do that. <laughs> or just be like, stop being a fucking dickhead, gaslighting her all the time, trying to make her feel like she's crazy. That's true, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just like so many different forms of trauma that you could fuck with. Yes. So, and, and that's, the, that's the shitty part, because women are going to be in certain situations that are oftentimes like that. I mean, we saw that with a, a whole Johnny Depp trial, right? That was one yes. of the big things that came we out did. of that. Yeah. Was that you can stay with someone who's like really fucking abusive. For a while, and have nobody believe you. True. Both of them. Yeah. Nobody believed any, anyone that like the other person was using the shit out of them. Yep. And Depp and her for different. So nice. Or with her, it's like, but she's so hot. Yep. <laughs> that was the exact. <laughs> and she's a she's a woman. Just pussy. Just don't be pussy. And like, man, look, look, it's Pirates of the Caribbean, man. It's Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> Or have you seen her in Aquaman? That, that tight suit. She can't be abusive. Right. She's a sexy lady. No, man. That's not yeah. how it works. Right? Like she's bigger than you. Or he's bigger than you. He's bigger I wouldn't than say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's close. That's close. So they're allowed to unpack at that level. So now we're at the so now we're like slowly slicing up domestic abuse, which is always a fun sentence to say, I guess. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> So you've got different levels of domestic abuse, different levels of like mental health issues that are challenging for all of this. And any one of these things, along with just a little sprinkle of bad luck, even if you're not, oh wait, even if you got your shit together in like you a did. really good fashion, just uh, hit on something that <clears throat> I wanted to think of. How many of those are just because actually the thing that scares me more than, you know, of course I feel bad for the mental health, the domestic and mm -hmm. the veterans. How many people are just unfortunate? Yes. How many people just had one bad day or one series of bad events, a week, month, however long it took, lost a job, wife divorced them, all kinds of shit just happened. They stocks crashed. I don't know. What I'm not even, I wouldn't even go that far. I'd be like, how many people were in a fucking car accident and didn't have, you know, a job that offered them medical insurance at the time or something mm -hmm. like that? How or many people lost their job and couldn't find one in time to mm -hmm. pay their rent and bills? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's right. tons of combinations we could use that would be quite common. Yes. And easy to come up against. And it could go real south real fast. And they're nothing more than just a roll of the dice. Yep. That's it. Just some just some shitty luck. And this is what's scary. And all of a sudden you're like out on the streets kind of shit. And that's... And then getting harassed by police and all the other things. Yep. Yeah, because once you're viewed like that by society, you are you you're are an outcast. Piece of shit. Yeah, you're yep. nothing. You're lower than the low. That's how that's how a lot of homeless and unhoused, whatever term is more palatable is, is viewed 
And we started to see a lot of investments in uh, dealing with some of the issues that are like this, but I still feel like it's a, it's a band-aid over a gushing wound kind of thing. Yep. Because they're like, well, we created shelters. I'm like, okay, but why are they out on the fucking streets? Like, yeah, okay, you got some temporary housing. And I forgot there was, um, while I was like researching this and looking into it a little bit, they started having different, um, what's it called? Um, um, explanations for like different levels of, of like unhoused or homelessness. There was like mm-hmm. primary, which is the one that you define. And that's going to be the majority of what people see, what people talk about. Yes. And there's like the secondary, which you touched upon a little bit in the explanation, which is has to do with like, okay, people can find housing, but it's either in shelters or they have to move around and stuff like that. Yep. The third one's tertiary. I forget what that one is. Um, but there, even that, there's like, they've even started breaking down to different levels because they realize that like one solution for primary is not going to be the same solution for like secondary and tertiary. No. And, and yet, you know, you see, you get a good number of people caught up in each one of those issues. Because at a certain point, you start hitting beyond just homelessness. You hit a hungry level, the people Mm -hmm. that aren't eating. And then you also hit a poverty level, the people that are unable to make it, even though they're working. They just don't make enough to sustain. And they may be living somewhere, but I mean, it's not livable. Right, and it's to the sense where they could end up in a category that we mentioned, or they are not able to rise above their circumstances because of the situation that they're in. And we have to acknowledge that each one of these things can have sort of a a looping effect. Yep. Or so I mean, if you're let's say you're not unstable, but you know you you got some challenges. It's, you're doing fine. You're you're exercising. You're doing what you need to in order to maintain your anxiety and keep your depression in check and shit. If you're out on the fucking streets in a cold state, you know I'm not even talking about like Cali. Like you're in Detroit. Cause we no, saw, yeah. Let's talk about because yeah. we we got enough homeless people there. Right. What you're happens come for, winter time? Right. You're out there for a fucking winter. You are not going to be the same person that went into that winter. No, because plenty of them end up. Not a huge number, but enough. Anybody freezing to death is too many. Right. And on top of that, what people don't understand is shelters, and we've both been in Detroit. It's cold during the day, and shelters only take you at night. And shelters Mm -hmm. only take you at night if they have enough spots. If you don't get there in time, you're stuck outside. Right. And the days can be brutal with the winds, but at night, oh, God, I wouldn't want to be out there when the sun sets. And right. you're sleeping outside trying to find warmth where there is no warmth. That's inhumane. Dude, it, it, I mean, I moved out of Michigan because the winters were too cold for my heat having ass. So That's what I'm saying. Imagine. Most of us that are fortunate are going from a heated car to a heated home to a heated office. And we like, right. shit, it's too fucking cold. Yeah, we're still complaining, right? <laughs> There's no relief for people that are goddamn homeless. You're just right. out there. We're gonna do bail the fucking igloo. Like, exactly. what are your options? Exactly. Your best option is to go into an abandoned building to mm-hmm. seek getting the wind off your ass, but you got no heat to really warm you. You just don't have something constantly blowing on you, right? And that's still very fucked up. And you don't have any food. You don't nope. have anything. You don't have to nothing. Start generating. Yeah. Yep. 
no sustenance. You probably can't get any warm clothes. And I mean, you you don't have any blankets or anything work right. to insulate any heat. So there's just so many levels that it's quite disturbing. I got a real question for you. Hit me. Where where do you go when like one of the wheels on your shopping cart gets busted? I guess you got to get a new cart, right? Do you have to wheel that? Do you have to three wheel that thing now to the nearest grocery store and go get another cart? Now? See, now I'm wondering. Real question: Do you take the risk as a homeless person of leaving your cart and running? To get a new car, because I mean, you can steal one from the shopping market unless they got the ones where you right. where the tires lock, and then you come back and just transfer your stuff. But or are you scared that another homeless person will come and get your shit? Somebody's totally gonna come steal their shit. Exactly, that's the problem. But it's too hard to three wheel it because those shopping carts get heavy because <laughs> the their people their fucking lives are in there. Yeah, basically, they, yeah, it's like a U-Haul. Yeah, so. My strategy will work if you knew somebody wouldn't come steal your shit, but it's always another homeless person going around because we got too much of the goddamn population that's homeless. I'm wondering if you just do the buddy system or some shit like that. You know what See? I mean? Ooh. You got, you know what? Like we're, we're trying to break down like homeless logistics here. Like, how the fuck do you even deal with some of this shit? I'm it's thinking literally you stuff gotta I have never a, think about. I would hope you have a buddy. Right. You would. Have to is too strong, but I'm thinking everybody needs somebody at every level. So definitely when you're in the trenches of the the worst of the worst, I would think you would have a buddy. I would hope. I mean, you I, don't gotta, I don't know if there's like any sort of I don't camaraderie there. I don't see. The- I'm thinking at that level. It, would it always just devolve to everybody for themselves? Because you 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 got so little, and when the shit comes around, you want it, but you could right. split it. I guess, but that's, oh. I, that's tough. I don't it know. is. I it's too tough. tough. It's too fucking tough. Because at that point, you're dealing with survival, and yeah. humans are not humans are borderline rational. When we're talking about like sports teams, and you know, we're rational to a degree, but when you're yeah. not eating. Right. I think you eat the whole slice of bread. You don't cut that shit in half. Right. Yeah. Ah. It was, it was a, a book. Um, what was it called? So uh, I like the Ender's Game series. Yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was uh, the called the, the Companion series that followed like his, his, uh, his backup in case he fucking cracked or failed, mm. um, which was Ender's Shadow. And oh. that kid grew up on the streets of I think it was Rotterdam at the time. And because Rotterdam had like so much prostitution and stuff like that, there was a lot of kids that were um, homeless. Mm. And so there's like roving gangs of fucking kids. Remember the brutality that they like showed it in? Like kids killing other kids and yeah. stuff like that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we totally would do that. Like if kids would do it, adults totally would. Oh, absolutely. No, I, just, I just remember reading that and being like shocked. I was, I don't know, youngish when I read that. Oh my God. I stopped to think about it as I got older. I'm like, yeah, we are for survival. We'll do, we'll do some heinous shit. Did, have you ever seen um, my mom Bradley Cooper Nightmare Alley? No. He ends up. Uh, uh, that's quite a spoiler alert. Anyway, right. at some point, homelessness is involved, and he winds up at a because um, it's like during the 20s and 30s, so it's already rough. It's probably no no later than the 40s. Anyway. 
Um, what the fuck did he have? I think he had a ball. He wanted a ball of whiskey, and he had some possession of his that he didn't want to give up. But the guy told him to give it to him, and he would give him the whiskey. And then there was, like, an argument or a spat over it. Oh, I think he took his boots. No. I want to say it's his boots. I could be wrong. Somebody can correct me. If you see it, you can correct me. He took something from him that he needed or wanted a lot. Mm-hmm. Just for him to get a little sip of whiskey to keep him warm. And that made me think of what you were saying. I'm like, yeah, if it, if it came down to it, it ain't no love in the street. Right. And part of me, I can understand why. It's got to be hard as fuck to be out there. And right. trusting the wrong person could cost you your life. Yep. And if they stab you in the back or they don't reciprocate or you get taken advantage of, you're done. You got to yeah, be hard. It's such a thin margin that you're li- living on. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a whole another world. That is another world like prison or certain other type of, of micro societies. Or even, where, even greater societies like third world. Like I can't imagine a world, I just can't where you don't have access to water and you're like, well, I need water today, so I better go fucking yeah, yeah, walk yeah. five miles, fill this pot, and carry this shit on my head for the next five miles back. Exactly. So my, my children can have, like, I can't fathom that. That's the completely I get it. Like, someone can explain it to me. World. <laughs> and we we can never understand it. You can see mm. it all you want on TV. You can, you can hear somebody who's lived a horrific story, but you'll never know that struggle. Right. And and like you were getting at, at least this is uh, stop me if this is where you're getting at, but like there's a whole different set of rules yep. and thoughts yep. and like expectations when you're in this either micro world like prison or like a, a different macro world. Like it's completely back to different. Water. Yep. You get to the watering hole, like what is there? Is there a fucking line? Like I'm like, so what do I do I'm... now? Do I just dip the bucket in it? This this doesn't look clean. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> like if I break the line, do I get my throat slit? Like what happens yep. here? And the oh same God. thing with like, I think the shelters. I don't, I don't think cutting gets you. Cutting gets you cut. That's what I'm thinking. I'm pretty right. sure, yeah. And I'm thinking, is it kind of like prison? Do you get a bed and sleep in it, or does somebody, a tougher homeless person, run your bed if they're running out? I think inside the shelters are well regulated for the okay. most part. Yeah, they don't have enough volunteers, but if you are a problem person. I'm they pretty you sure you Yeah. Well, they don't get you out necessarily. You just, like, you're going to fuck over tomorrow for today. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Like, if you're get if you in the shelter, but just don't have a bed and then try to muscle your way in, you just won't get in the shelter tomorrow. Like, they'll remember. They'll remember you're a problematic person. Okay. And they're like, look, you're here by our good graces. If you're not going to play nice, then we don't need to tomorrow night. I can it's going to be that. Yeah, it's gonna be fifteen tomorrow. Also, what are you gonna do? I mean, that makes sense. It's gonna be crazy. So who fucking knows? <laughs> I know it sounds a little mean, but you know, like someone's just not with it right now, and so trying to use some logic on them might not exactly get you where you want to be. But I don't know. I don't know what the tools you have. It's not like you can just hire muscle at a shelter. Nah, you're not. That's not (laughs) shoestring fucking budget. (laughs) That's really not the place. 
Oh, shit. Maybe you're on a you know thin budget. You got to hire Big Zeke. Now, Big, Big Zeke. Zeke is Big Zeke is five foot six. I don't know why we call him that, but he will he will fucking regulate some shit for you. Goddamn humongous Zeke. <laughs> but anyway, so um, my question is, what solutions do we have that we can think of? Well, I don't know if we're even done like parsing out everything that causes this stuff. Now, I don't mean just like you and I. I mean society. In no, no, no. I know what you mean. Yeah, because I think we've actually talked about it from like a uh, you know economic standpoint. Because I think obviously economics play a huge part in this. Um, in that, what happens when the prices of food, rent, and all these other things outstrip the amount of money that you're getting? Uh huh. And either you're not in an area that has um, either access to a lot of resources or isn't, you know, giving out raises left and right. I would imagine rural areas are not giving out giant raises to try to keep up with inflation. Of course, rural areas might not be getting hit with inflation as hard. Uh, Gas, yes, but like they're the fuckers that grow the food for the most part. Yeah, I don't so, think they're, uh, the mom and pop shops is going to be raising prices uh, excessively. Yeah, I don't think so either. And otherwise, you have to pay your people more, and then other people won't be able to shop there either. That's just that would have a greater chain reaction to us out here because right. we're, as you said, they're closer to the source, and if the core is hurting by the time you reach us, it's going to be astronomical. I, that's how I think as well. There's so many different layers that add value and have inflation. And if there's scarcity, I think that you're going to see food scarcity um, soon enough. That's a pro- that's a big problem. Cause that issue, as mm-hmm. we have discussed before, you circle back and grow the homeless problem even further, mm-hmm. because now people are spending more on groceries and eating and whatnot than they ever budgeted or expected or spent on before and can't afford other necessities. Mm-hmm. And once you start taking a hit to rent and utilities and all this other shit, and it just, um, you crumble beneath the weight of all those expenses and your pay isn't increasing, something's got to give. Right. And something doesn't always give in your favor and it could lead to a very negative effect. And when that happens... Somebody's gonna end up homeless. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just the 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 way it works. Some mm-hmm. percentage may not be big. It may not be a lot. Anybody ending up homeless is too much. But I'm pretty sure someone to get crippled to the point where they end up on the street. And a lot of times, because I had a buddy brew, he came from a small town in North Carolina. And until he got here in Virginia, he told me he had never seen homeless people. And I laughed. I thought he was fucking with me. Mm. And then I said, well, how is that possible? I I couldn't comprehend that. He said, well, in my town, if somebody falls down on their luck, they just live with a relative or a friend. And I went, oh, okay, that makes sense. And he said, are these many people out here without loved ones? And I went, damn, I never really gave it thought. Probably, probably so. And sad to say, yeah, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. because there's think, nowhere else to go. What were you gonna say? I think there's a there's always been that. What do you want to call it? Push pull, uh, contentiousness between small town, more community based, tight knit stuff like that. Uh, versus like a bigger town where you're just kind of a nameless face, right? That's always been yeah. the big like thing. Now the the stopgap that we've had between good or bad, whatever your opinion of a, of religion is, uh-huh. um, is that we've always had churches. So we've always had these communities that at least have participated and assisted in that. Yes. I think this is probably like the least religious generation ever. And I feel oh like yeah, every we generation live in a, that. an era where yeah, it's not as prominent. Yeah, not even close. I get it. I do. Um, but with that is a lot of the like civic attitude and we've had to start turning towards more um, like uh, less community, less like family support and more towards uh, like governmental assistance, like yeah. system issues um, or systemic approaches to like solving this because it's now a societal issue. Um and that can also, become a very cold world. But what were you going to say? Also, I think we're starting to see concentrations of people where it is where there are resources to help them or where the weather's nice and they can kind of like maybe help themselves. We're also seeing, again, this is like a very large problem, a massive wealth inequality where a lot of these people probably could have been living just fine in some like really affordable I don't know if you'd say section eight, but like really affordable housing and stuff like that. But they got pushed out through the massive gentrification that has happened over the last 20, 30 years. Ooh, good point. Good point. Yeah, it's, I mean, just the the shift from suburb back to city and then vacating and all the city has expanded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the cities have grown. Yeah. Which city? That's up for debate. But, like, the cities have definitely grown. So... And there's there has very... Been- fewer um suburban areas and the rule is way out and most people that go from city don't always i'm not saying that no one does but most people from urban city environments don't go into the rural area yeah yeah in a rural area isn't just a place you can just hop into because as we were just discussing they're usually a close-knit community they're a close-knit community and like what the fuck are you gonna do there Exactly. You can't just find a job in a right. rural area unless you're farming and shit, and that's already owned land. So, yes. yeah, that's right. not like, really the spot. So I'm going to move out of the city. I mean, yeah, you have to give up the apartment and all that shit, but then you're going to go make like, I don't know, $32,000 a year doing jack fucking what over in the rural area. Uh-huh. Or maybe 70 farming. I don't know, like horse farming or I'm maybe. sure there's like stuff to be done depending on the city and the area but like like Oregon for example there's what we call it rural exactly but one of the major industries around here is logging so yeah if you want to give up your whatever city lifestyle and go be a logger you could do that you can go live in some decent sized house on a chunk of land out and away from any city and you'd get your money's worth too Um, so you could do it but how many how many people are making that transition at 40 with two kids? You know? <laughs> I don't think that's the move for you. Yeah, I don't think it's the move. You can definitely pick up out a rural area and try to find a job in city with two kids. You can do that. It'd be tough, but you can do it. 
to if I'm if you 30 bring... and I don't want to go out to a rural area. <laughs> fuck that. That's not the I life know. for me. Right. Yeah, no, that's I'm I like a nice I can either do city or like suburban. Like in between or something like that. I have to be I, yeah, I can't do rural. suburban as far as I can go because I still want to be close to the city because I like the shit life open style. past eight. Yes. There's <laughs> shit to do, yeah. There's there's a life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I oh. can't sacrifice that. But to our point, as cities expand, that limits the um the option. And it well, also here's the crazy part a, about um, this. Mm-hmm. So I was saying here's the crazy part, in my opinion, is like the cities were also a hotbed for COVID. And I think they made oh, a lot yeah. of people nervous. Not to mention, we have a lot of people that are able to work from home right now. Oh, yeah. So, a lot of jobs got exposed, but yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> I wonder how many, if we will see any sort of shift demographic-wise or anything else, and how the rural and city areas, and even suburban, start to behave um, once work from home becomes like a little bit more. I've, I've always felt that it's a little weird here in the States that so much of this fucking place is undeveloped. If you look across this country, there's just giant swaths of fucking nothing but like trees or grass or whatever. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Anybody that's driven across any portion of this country can see that. Yeah. If you've driven across the Dakotas, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've driven across the Dakotas, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was to get to Montana, which is gorgeous. But Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I'm not shitting on the Dakotas. They're fine. But yeah, there's not like a lot of development there. A lot of farmland, a lot of other shit, but not like a huge chunk of like development or things like that. Um, so like commercial, I mean, okay. what, what could you do? You know, and I'm wondering if that'll start to spread or make the city cities different. Really what you have, except, except for like New York and a couple of larger states, Florida, Texas, you've really only got like two major cities, maybe three. That congregate a good chunk of people. Um, and then the rest of the state is like fucking empty. Oh, yeah. Every uh, state has those kind of cities. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's um, it. And then you can see that's, you know, if you look at country-wise, 350 million, give or take, of our population, how much of that is concentrated in like 10 cities, you know? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, you can just think about um, yeah, New York, L.A., Chicago, mm-hmm. Atlanta, Dallas, all those kind of places. Florida. Yeah. Whatever the fuck is in Florida. Miami, I tried to that's lo- it. I try to know as little as possible about Florida for good reason. Um, so do Floridians. <laughs> <laughs> Them people down there just claim Miami. That's from Miami. And the rest, they like just sink it. Right. Just <laughs> You Atlantis, just that shit. Thing I know about Florida is the the crazy fucking news reports of like Florida man puts his dick in tree and gets That's stuck it, or something yeah. like, you know crazy shit like that. It's all Florida I know about man Florida. licks the butt of a tiger and I'm thinking mm-hmm. how yeah. the fuck did a Mold tiger get there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling bad for the tiger. I'm like you should have killed him <laughs> earlier. <laughs> no, should have gotten that close. That's the sleeping tiger is what that is. Yeah, I'm like, hey man, you got caught sleeping. Never sleep in Florida, <laughs> man. Hey. <laughs> They lick your butt. Sleeping Tiger, <laughs> Florida, man. That's, there's, a, there's a movie I never want to see. No, there's don't a watch that. that no one asked for. No, please. 
But um, yeah, we're usually gathered around certain hubs across the and, country. And as we have, so have the homeless. Because those are the people that lost out or were in those cities. And Maybe, that's where they end I also, up. I also trade some fashion. You have to, and I mean, I can't think of a better... You you can't go begging or panhandling. That's what I wanted to think of. Mm-hmm. You can't go panhandling where there are no people. Correct. Who would you ask or, money for? Or when they start making restrictive laws to you know deal with you kind of thing. Because see, the police crack down, quote unquote, um, or the enforcement law of our authoritarian government begins to crack down. They, what, what the fuck do you think happens to them? That's what I'm thinking. Disappear. Okay, thanks. You you remember I brought this up. I I went every Olympics, every Super Bowl, every major sporting event, or uh, I don't know, fucking Uh festival. Should y'all kill them off? (laughs) I really want to know. I'm probably going to get fucking sniped. Chip, if I go missing, remember this day (laughs) and come find me because the government's (laughs) looking for my ass. Because I really, I'm, I'm curious. Do you do you migrate them to other locations? Do you do you kill them off because sadly no one would know? Hamburger prices drop by like 20, 30 cents a pound. Are I y'all <laughs> making us cannibals? Because that's an you know I don't put shit past the government. The government's fucked up they, enough to do that. They sold crack to poor black people, bro. Like, <laughs> bro, the war on <laughs> drugs was to get rid of us and gays. So was AIDS. I don't no, put absolutely. you. For fuck's sake, it's in the history books. Tuskegee Airmen? Ah, oh, nah. I'm not I, fucking with y'all. Don't go, oh, how could you say that about America? Check your history, kids. They've been fucking everyone for a long time. I don't put anything past those motherfuckers. And the blacker or browner you are, they'll just use less lube. But everyone gets fucked here. <laughs> That's well said. Good God. Scarily accurate. I'm just saying, they, they do it to everyone, and I don't want anybody, I mean, I'll say it jokingly, but I'm kind of serious. Mm-hmm. They either murder, turn them into food, or push them somewhere else. The Dude, they, Detroit they loaded... ones might get sent to Chicago. I don't know. I, I swear to God, something like that happened. They just dropped them off in fucking Jackson. That's bruh. Loaded like 30 <laughs> buses up, dropped them in Jackson. It's like, that's your fucking problem. That's like, it. Right after the prison, too. Just who gives a shit? Yep. They like, hey, if you want to put yeah. them in a prison, go. Yeah. There's some tax money for you. Here you yep. go. Here's some, uh, those, uh, those, those are overflowing with half-eaten food. Yep. Go get it. Yeah. Lunch is up. I can see the fuck out of that. Every Dude, option you know, we just shit. said is so viable. <laughs> I and believe probable. the fuck out of it. It, it can happen. And I, I, just I just really want to know. I wish I had a real documentary that could show I'm I'm not the guy that's going to go undercover as a homeless person. I really like mm-hmm. the life I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um I wish I was rich, rich enough to pay a group of homeless people to have me put cameras on them, like body cams, and <laughs> see what happens. You can maybe get and, a grant. Um, especially when a live of, huh? You can maybe get a grant, like go to the researcher or some shit like that. Be like, hey, I'll just go videotape a bunch of hobos, um, <laughs> but I'm going to need some money. 
And Lots see, of how, money. see how that conversation goes. I'm going to take so much, and I, by the end of it, you see that I give it to the homeless people, and they're living good lives, and Uncle Sam will probably have me Dr. Mm. King assassinated. Yeah, they throw you dude, right into a pit. <laughs> no, I'd be murdered I think so what they would be, I think what they would be afraid of, I think what, it depends on the party and depends upon who's in power. Actually, it probably doesn't depend on the party. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm thinking it depends. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, uh, like, if you make it good enough for them, if you give them a system that works, how do I want to word this? This is like a little bit broader topic. If if you show these assholes that we can do it without them, or by, like, being collaborative and just problem-solving instead of fighting amongst ourselves, I think you'd be an enemy. Because I wouldn't, I, I would be able to do it without them fucking profiting off of it. Yes, that's it. That's it. Thank you. There you go. That's yeah. the piece I was missing. Like, if yeah. we can show that prison reform and, like, prisoner reform work, like Sweden and Finland, whatever the fuck they got going on over there, without making this this punitive, God, I hope he gets fucked in the ass by whoever for the next <laughs> fight. You know, like, that. those sort For of real, though. Yeah. Without, like, some... Because no one's going company. in and actually getting rehabilitated, no, dude, and that's a problem. No, and I wonder how many. Actually, I do wonder how many like ex-cons. Fuck, that that would be an interesting. It's another documentary too. I'd watch. Oh, I how many people come out and live better? No, dude. No, I mean, how many ex-cons like are homeless? Oh shit, that's probably a big number. I didn't even think yeah. about that till you said it. Fuck, just as a percentage or whatever. Yeah, fuck. Because they don't teach you fucking life skills in there. It's not a goddamn what you take. You take, you know, some classes. But the problem is when you get out, people don't want to deal with you. They don't want anything to do. And you, it's already fucked up. I think the only time you should check the box of if you were, you know, in prison is if, you know, you, you sexually assaulted someone, molested someone, or murdered someone. <laughs> Bless me. you. Other than that, you should get a chance. Because violent criminals, I don't want them fucking out ever. You can keep them in whatever zoo. But I'm talking about people that did something. It could have been less favorable, but if we're going to actually give people second chances, we need to give them fucking second chances. Agreed. Okay, so I, I, I looked it up. There was an article from 2000. Oh, hit me. Um, and... Uh, they were specifically talking about what was happening in Rio de Janeiro during those Olympics. And what they do is that they just have private security, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. um, load homeless people or marginalized or whatever. People that they don't want. Homeless. We we mean it respectfully, guys. Yeah. Uh, Well, no, no, no. no. I mean, like, if you're Rio de Janeiro is a little bit more on the conservative side, to put it lightly. As soon as you Uh, say Rio de Janeiro, I'm thinking there's a cartel. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, just like something that might in some way be an eyesore for the city. I'm sure Moscow yes. does games where they just will have KGB like, moving people. Fuck yeah, you. basically, they're like, oh, look, some gay people fucking run them up too. You know, it's yep. not just. Oh, but, I get what um, you're saying. Anybody that they don't like, yeah. round them up. Yeah, round them up. Like anyone that, you know, you don't want being shown in your country. Paddy wagon um, that shit. Yep, yep. Just all, everybody, load them all up. So, um, miles away from the city and shelters that they've temporarily built now what happens to those shelters and those people after strip all the money out right they stop they stop feeding them and they're like oh, it's your own fucking problem 
you're 50 miles away from the city that you were panhandling in. Good luck. They like good luck. And then yeah. they never heard from again. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that either. Yeah. So I think that's probably similar to what we were talking about with Jackson. You know, just, just load him in a fucking bus and cart him out. Somewhere. I mean, yeah. I get the idea of like a temporary shelter too. Just like, oh. So then they stay there during the whole Olympics thing. Mm-hmm. You know, months leading up to and maybe a few weeks afterwards. Mm-hmm. Cut off the food, cut off the money. Shelter gets taken down or whatever and they dissipate. Whether they all come back to real or whatever, I guess not the city's problem at that point. Yeah. Yeah. They don't give a shit. No, no, no. I'm completely in agreement with you. I'm just saying, yeah, that that I think that's the the, the G version of what happens, but okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that's what you read. <laughs> and there's no way I'm going down to Brazil to ask uh, well, a person. I think it's implied that like once they cut your and you're 50 miles away from anything, you're dead. You're kind of fucked. Yeah. Yeah, you're dead. They just I hope, you, they, hope you're good at foraging. They just left you out in the desert and told you yeah. good luck. Yeah. I'm sure he got back fine. <laughs> he made it. <laughs> He's fine. He's good. I don't want Yeah. Like Bambi's mom. Like, I'm look, sure she look. was able to recover. She's good. She, yeah, everybody she's gets fine. shot. You sometimes. didn't actually see her die, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> what are you, a veterinarian now? Get the fuck out. You know what's funny? A sidebar <laughs> on that one. It's like, yeah. I can't show any Disney movies to my kids because I don't want to fucking scar them. Unless you're ready to have a talk about death. Right, because every one of them begins with like their parents dying or something like a traumatic. Up is one of the greatest movies. Up has I... the hardest rocking, no verbal words spoken opening oh ever. That shit hit so hard. I, I was in the theater, the like, grown as hell, going, "She got cancer." I'm like, "The fuck is this? The kid didn't make it, <laughs> right? What are y'all showing us?" I'm like, what the fuck is, what, no, why would you do this? And yet the whole rest of the movie is awesome. And I'm like, dude. You know what? We talk a lot about, and I'm, I'm going off the rails, we'll, we'll return. But we spend a lot of time talking about Kevin Feige and the genius of the MCU. The motherfuckers that make Pixar movies are emotionally manipulative. <laughs> and they're dangerous because no one should be able to control our emotions like that. Me breaking down at the end of Toy Story 3 knowing good and damn well these toys were going to make it and they lock hands going into the fire and you would have thought I watched a dog get shot and somebody made me eat it. I was crying. Whoa, dude, spoiler. I've not seen Toy Story 3. What what have you been doing? <laughs> I haven't seen any of the Toy Stories actually. Exactly. But something fucking traumatic happens. Or like that crazy little Sid fucker dude. I was like, no, we're not watching this. <laughs> David's like, I don't like this. I'm like, I don't like this either. Fuck this shit. You're like, I'm a little turned off too, kid. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't help that my kids like got a couple bullies in daycare that look like that crazy Sid kid. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, Toy Story's not for Damn, me. they got neo-Nazis in high school. Yeah, they got some, some couple blonde-haired, blue-eyed little shitbags in the <laughs> daycare, yeah. Right. I'm sure they're fine. The parents are fine. But also, they... <laughs> One of these days, I don't know if we ever want to talk about it, but I, some of the crazy stories, like, 
one of the kids, and he's like five, so he's not he's not too young. He should be he's like old enough to know better. Just yeah. whips it out and says urinating in middle class. What? I don't know what to do as a teacher. Like obviously, I would never make it as a teacher because I would close fist punch that kid in the face. And then <laughs> he would just, yeah, he would just be laid out unconscious <laughs> with a stream going straight up and straight <laughs> down back on him. Because I'm like, no. And then I get fired. And then God knows how many. <laughs> oh no, you you'd get jail time. But I'd fight for you because I would Goku punch his ass. Oh, like the fuck. And he was doing it to like piss the teacher off. He wasn't just like doing it because he had to go and he didn't know what else to do. I would have said, hey, like, he got what he yeah. wanted. I was pissed off. I laid him the fuck out. Yeah, Cause yeah, and effect. He, yeah, he got pissed at the teacher and as a reaction, takes the dick out and starts pissing. Like You need to learn that that's not acceptable at any level. You take your dick out and start pissing. I'm blowing you in your shit. Dude, that's, I think that's a reasonable reaction, Jarrell. I think like at any point, if you take your dick out, and I mean, like, universally, as a man, as a human being, if you take your dick out, you are running the risk of getting punched. You in should the face. just now, straight get punched. No, no, just no. I mean, just the situation. Understand no, no, no. That that's what I'm point, saying. You should straight get punched. Yeah. So you should choose the times and the places and the situations where you take your dick out very carefully. If you're not at a urinal. Or That's having right. consensual sex. That's right. Someone should lay you the fuck out. That is absolutely Actually, it. when you whip it out, I hope to God Tyson appears. <laughs> Mike fucking Tyson gives you all of his might. That's right. No, he reads the situation and is like, okay. Or, and then lays you the fuck out like you're in an airplane fucking with him. Yep. Oh, yeah. That dude deserved it. I felt no sympathy. No, he deserved every bit of it. I would have wore a free Mike t-shirt. <laughs> they did anything to him. Mm-hmm. But, yes. Mm-hmm. So As we were. As we were. So, back to homelessness situation. Yes. Um, so, also, mm-hmm. for the homelessness, I wanted to go to one more percentage. Oh, How many are out there because of drugs and or alcohol. I'm sure a lot. I'm sure that's got to be a big percentage. And then even more so, how many there are out there because of painkillers? Ooh. You know what I mean? Opioids. I see what you're doing. I see you. That's that's a problem we did to ourselves kind of situation. That's not like... Because I feel like with drugs in this country... Mm-hmm. And drugs being the umbrella term there. There's there's this view like addiction and people who have like drug issues and stuff like that are fucking weak. There's yeah. that view. Whether it's whether it's valid or not, obviously I don't think it's valid, but it's not certain... but it's it's a lot of oh I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm saying there's validity in the in the perception that that's there's validity in the perception that that's public opinion. Right, so like you have to work within the framework that you have. You can't just recreate it. Like I wish it wasn't this way, and then boom, it's not. That's not how the world works, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to work within the framework that you have. So if people are viewing uh, addiction as, as this you know, inherent weakness or inherent flaw in this person, you're like, well, you're a piece of shit because you're fucking addicted. Then that, that's one thing. But to then you need to take it one step further and address the fact that. We have a problem here that's like absolutely fucking systemic. 
that we created ourselves, our, our own healthcare system, mm-hmm. which is dollars and all that good shit. Yeah. And truly acknowledge that, like, this is the problem that we created, that we are foisting upon a population and are doing nothing to solve. Yeah. Or very little to solve. Because a lot of them do, I think, end up homeless or hopelessly fucking addicted. And then what the fuck are you going to do? You're basically, you got people addicted to heroin. And now you're like, well, that's your weakness as a human being. And I'm thinking, bitch, you sold it to them. Yeah, you sold fucking heroin. Like, we knew, even back in the day, when they had those opiate fucking dens back in China, that everybody's like, oh, this this drug is extremely dangerous. (laughs) They're just hitting us from opium, man. It's all good. Nah, man, I don't think that's, that's, that's not, they're not just smoking weed. That's that's, that's heavy. (laughs) They're like, eh, tomato, tomato. No, you can't smoke it. I, I think this is dangerous. So you know what's we, laughable mm, to me? Mm. Is when I see those Congress hearings against Big Pharma, and I was like, wait, why aren't y'all giving them money? I think there's government money here. What? You, oh, yeah. What Half the people doing? on those committees are all fucking <laughs> have some donations from one thing or another. Sure, I it probably came through. The people avenues. that y'all have on trial are your lobbyists. Yeah. <laughs> what type of shit is this? It's like putting your boss on trial while yeah. they're still your boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this some conflict of interest going on right here. I don't think it's gonna work out. <laughs> like I don't I don't feel comfortable with this situation. I'm not gonna lie. Huh. So I, I I think you're right, especially about the pharma stuff. And so I'm I'm hoping that we've covered enough of like the big chunks and the nuances and the oddities. It's of, a like, lot. But yeah. It is it is a lot. There's a lot of fucking layers to that. There's the economic component, mental health. There's a vested interest to keep certain people down. Yeah. I think. Without going full on crazy conspiracy theory. I yeah, think that all the conspiracies aren't crazy. <laughs> I think the amount of resources that would be poured into um, the unhoused to like essentially really as, as a legitimate societal, American societal problem, I think people are like, no, I, I would rather use my funds for XYZ or whatever. Oh, and that becomes this political beating fucking stick where you're like, well, let's help people. Like, no, they did it to themselves. They're viewed as either junkies or losers or whatever. Uh-huh. So it becomes this political beating point. So the topic goes nowhere. It's essentially not exactly toxic, but it's close. It's like toxic adjacent, right? Oh, so you know that if you, if you, if your big fucking thing, this is where it gets crazy to me. Like our, related to our conversation from a couple weeks ago with the NRA, if your big uh, fucking thing is um, like guns, right? Uh-huh. It's like going to yourself you can start appealing to these borderline noble but also violent but also extremely macho thing right you yes like, well i'm gonna protect my family everything blah 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 good guy with a gun and all that shit all the yeah. all the fucking <laughs> pro-gun bullshit that you hear yep and and the propaganda machine has been running for 50 years on that so to lean into pro-gun stuff i feel is like a like a fucking soft landing on that like that's easy to, to do oh yeah. to lean into like pro helping out homeless people is is an uphill climb because they're viewed not as like heroic defenders of society and 
They're looked down upon. Yes. They're the like the marginalized of the marginalized kind of thing. Yes. They're whatever fucking demographic they're that that many steps below, regardless of however they fall on any other portion of the spectrum. Whoever's yeah, yeah, they're 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 below the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they're under the totem pole, man. They're under, yeah. <laughs> and it's sad that our society just treats them like ew. Mm-hmm. And yep. Just doesn't care what happens to them. They treat actually, they treat the homeless people worse than the animals. You see a dog out in the street, they're like, oh my God, I gotta get this dog to a shelter. Let's get him a home. That's you right. see a fucking human on the street asking for money, hurting, they like, oh well, I mean, he should get a fucking job. Or right. I mean, why would he be out there? I mean, anyone I think that's his choice. He's just lazy or yeah, maybe he, he should have got help or any of the other multitude of things they could say to make it so they could sleep at night for driving by another homeless person on corner number six. <laughs> Fucking Chappelle had it. He's like, I'm the poorest motherfucker on Sesame Street. Ain't nobody helping me. <laughs> <laughs> Get a job, Grouch. <laughs> I live in a fucking trash can. I live in a fucking trash can. <laughs> Get a job, Grouch. <laughs> but that's exactly how it is. It is. Shit, that joke was like 30 years ago or some shit. It's still fucking valid. It's true. <laughs> you tell somebody that you down on your luck and they like, well, go fucking fix it. It's not that easy. If I could fucking fix it, I would have. Come on, man. Nobody ever starts off thinking one day I'm going to get hooked on drugs and to get another hit, I'm going to be sucking dick behind a 7-Eleven. <laughs> That's never a fucking goal. Think about, like, have you ever had a conversation with somebody? And there's certain things that they could say. Like, hey, what do you do? Like, oh, I'm fucking whatever. Yeah. If, if someone's just like, oh, I, I work to, to, like, get the homeless people recycled back into society. Have you ever been like, damn, what a great job. I really want to do that. No, no <laughs> one's ever said that because I'd be impressed. I'm like, damn. I think the people who do stuff like that are incredibly, like, it can be incredibly rewarding. Because they're like really social something. workers. Right. But you're not getting paid a lot. If you're, at you're, all. If at, well, yeah, that's a good point. Um, you're not getting paid a lot. A lot of it's volunteer driven. A lot of it's like, because I give a shit. You know what bothers me? Hmm. You just brought up a point. You you sparked an idea. Our fucking capitalistic society doesn't reward anyone that does a job that helps others. Yes, that's exactly where I was going for it. Where um, we have a reward system based off production, right? Yeah. Investments into people, which I think are incredibly important, are just a necessity. Yes, which are absolutely not on the radar for a lot of our society. And like you were saying, the capitalist society, like we, we still are very obsessed with production, whatever fucking widgets. Whatever gets the private, profit. Whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what gets the award. Because most well, of the short term, short term profit. Short term, yeah. That fucking pisses me off is that, you know, if you invest in people and you do that's it over the long term profit. Yes. 
that will pay dividend, but you will never see that. Like, you know, what's that fucking quote that I keep reading? Like, uh, society is great when old men plant trees whose shade they will never enjoy or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But that's you true. plant a fucking tree, you'll never, you'll never enjoy it. But like, you'll never see the well. tree fully grow. Right. But that's, that's the problem. Our society is such an instant gratification whore that they don't play the long game. They don't give a fuck if, you know, you save this kid, you don't know what this kid may become. You get him off the street, this homeless man, he could turn around and do something great. Or this social worker, this teacher, they touch a life and you don't know how many lives that life could touch. They don't give a fuck about that. And you get more value out of the teachers, the social workers, the people helping the homeless, all of these people that, as you said, invest in people, than you do out of these fuckbag CEOs. These executives, <laughs> these people that are at the top that contribute so little but get so much. Or the, uh, the what's it called? The, the crypto bros and shit like that. Like, oh my God, just, yeah. Literally, uh, 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 the top ranked douchebags of America. I saw the picture of those fucking crypto bros. I wanted to set them on fire. <laughs> they looked as douchey as the twins that were in the social network for Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, come on, man. This is what we chase, and nobody gives a shit about people. That's sad. That speaks volumes for our society. Has it always been that way? Or it's just we're noticing it more because we're getting older? Uh, I think it could have been that way, but not as um, high a volume as it is now. It's it's celebrated now because oh, I'm going down a rabbit hole. But we're stuck in such a, a culture that's obsessed with um, appearances and perception. Mm-hmm. Because you get idiots that go ahead talking about how few hours of sleep they get. They grind and they got two jobs, a side hustle, and they doing all this and that. I worked 100 hours at work, and I'm thinking it's not fucking healthy. Right. And you probably need to get, one, a social life, and two, some fucking sleep. But we tell ourselves... We've all done it that the hardest working person to go the furthest. And I'm not shitting on hard work. Hard work gets us great places, but that's not always the the case. Mm-hmm. And everyone that's working more than 50 hours a week doesn't become an Elon Musk or a Jeff Bezos. There's a lot of, as we discussed before, luck, opportunity, and not to take away their intellect. But, I mean, sometimes the lightning strikes at a certain yeah. pace. And certain people are chasing something they can't grasp and count their life of failure if they're not a billionaire or maybe even a millionaire. And instead of chasing a passion that I can't tell you what to be passionate about, but it's a lot of people that are chasing this Forbes list or to be, you know, famous and wealthy and shit instead of caring about people. Well, we and glorify that. It is like, our society. Fucking- 30 under 30 or some shit like that. I'm like, you never hear like 100 people who are volunteering their ass off. The 30 under 30 aren't people that are helping anyone. (laughs) That's the problem. The most influential people, it's a small group of them that are in the time 
top 100 most influential that are cool. But the majority of them are just what we said for Forbes. I, I think a lot of that, like, we glorify the shit out of that, though. Like, we really do. We're like, oh, my God, that's We're so obsessed amazing. with celebrity. We are obsessed with wealth. We're obsessed with status and fame and fortune. This is what we love. This is what our movie's about. This is what everything we we intake. Our social media glorifies it, which is a huge part of our society. And we just drink it, eat it, gulp it down. We put it in our it, fucking veins. And, I think it's inter- interesting that, like, and, and I think you're right on everything that you're saying, but I think it's interesting that specifically the homeless problem is has a massive, massive population right next to one of the most veneered, gilded, bullshit fucking drivers, propaganda drivers even, I would say, of our entire American and potentially even world society, in that it's right next to, like, where all the movies are made. Hollywood. Like, you go to this movie, you go to the set, and it's amazing. You got all these costumes. You have these super rich people that go to these super rich fucking things and are like, we should help people. And right outside is 60,000 homeless people. Absolutely. Anybody that's <laughs> ever been in that fucking Hollywood Hall of Fame said it's just homeless people and it's filthy. Yeah. yeah. It's shit and piss And when everywhere. somebody gets a new star, they just hose it down, take the pictures, and let the homeless back at it. What the fuck? The, like, our society is a meme at this point. Our society is just this, <laughs> It's a laughable joke. It really is. Like, don't worry about our society don't is really a Simpsons episode. <laughs> that's, that's what we become. That's why they just put together like 10 awesome or 30 fucking awesome writers. And they're like, we want you to come up with the most insane, crazy, dumbass, off the wall shit that could possibly happen. And of they course, went they went outside. Like... <laughs> they just went outside. That's all. And they predicted this shit. Like they were both ahead and behind of their time. They're just like, no, this will never happen. This is just for laughs. And then it ends up being true. Like, oh. (laughs) All the shit that they predict is just, as you said, the most off-the-wall fuckery you could put down. And then when it comes to fruition, they like, oh, my God. (laughs) Can you imagine? I wonder what Conan thinks. He's like, I never would have thought that was going to (laughs) happen. He's like, I never thought. I was just writing some shit for Mm -hmm. laughs. This is our reality? Yeah, doing it for the chuckles, man. I didn't expect. Oh God, he said, "Now that it's here, it's not funny." Like the monorail episode is basically oh about God. Elon Musk. Like, <laughs> not only is it Elon Musk, it happened in Detroit with that fucking M1 that goes three miles. We got monorail, Soren. We got monorail. <laughs> oh, every God. time I see Chief Wiggum in the Springfield Police, I think of the police chief in Detroit. His name was James Craig. He's just as laughable. And guess oh. what? This fuck bag, he sucked as a police commissioner or chief or whatever the fuck he was. And he's running for governor now. What, in Michigan? He's, yep. He skipped mayor because mom told me about it. He's running for governor. You wow. did an awful job as the police chief or commissioner. And you're thinking, I'm running for governor next. Oh, Jesus. That's how these people think, though. Like, that's why... That's why it isn't like the best of the best rise to the top of politics. <laughs> no. It's, it's just like, the ones so stupid that they're brave enough to make the jump that make it. Right. 
it's it. I, I think it requires a certain amount of stupidity because the, I wouldn't call it because no one smart job. enough wants to do those jobs. No, they they would go into something they could either make good money in or make a better name for themselves. That's it. Those be, those are people that want power and but are too stupid to wield it effectively. That's more. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's just so that, true. Sad. That's also the scariest fucking part. That's we've seen it. We've we've yeah. seen it too far. We yep. Yeah. Good God. Um, uh-huh. I just so fuck. Now we got to go to the solution portion of it. How mm-hmm. will we fix it? Throw money at it. Which is how we're gonna fix it. So right now, it's under well, resourced. no, 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 and... not how America will fix it or the world. Oh. How will we fix it? What, what solutions do we have? I, I can't. Oh, Nothing like... that would normally happen in our society is gonna do fucko. Okay, true. So we're yeah. going wish. Okay, all yes, right. We're yeah. doing like ideal we're doing, society. We're right. doing what we what we will want to see happen. Well, there's a couple things that need to happen. One, there needs to be. Uh, either a propaganda or a PR campaign, because I understand the power of propaganda and advertising, mm-hmm. um, to really kind of begin to change the public perception of um, homelessness and unhoused and all that good shit. Because it's going to become more ubiquitous as our population increases and as we start getting more like inflation and economic fuckery that's been going on. You're mm-hmm. going to start seeing more issues. So you're going to see, I think, the homeless population increase. Um, rents, housing. Like, you can't get a fucking house in this country. You can barely hold on to a fucking apartment. Right. Like, that's going to squeeze people, like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Unless wages keep up with that shit, which we know they fucking won't. They won't. The corporations no. won't pay more if they get away with no. not. So, unless you can do something about that and really address that, you have to do a via pop propaganda and advertising to really get to the core of this um and stop demonizing this population and start turning them into something to be not pitied but something that just needs that next level i don't understand how as a country we could we can have this uh opinion of ourselves like what's that what's that phrase embarrassed millionaire like America views themselves as just embarrassed millionaires that have. Yeah, made I saw that. Like that. I'm thinking how. And so, fine. If 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 we can convince a bunch of slack jawed fucking yokels that they shouldn't vote themselves any sort of, we shouldn't increase taxes on corporations or have them pay a decent amount of money to to uh, fund social projects after they poison our waters and fuck with the rest of the planet. If these morons can be convinced that they are better off with their corporate overlords and low taxes. Um, surely we can convince a population that uh, a group of human beings aren't just waste and need to be invested into and brought back into the fold of society instead of being pushed out to its margins. Well, fuck so think first, Do we I have to give them a tax write-off <laughs> for helping the homeless? Maybe. I don't know, man. Oh. The... Um, I, I, I think that's to do that. But it's unpalatable. Holy fuck. So how do you make it palatable? I think you start with a, a, a campaign. I think you have to start with, and I'm not, I'm not advertising a PR. I don't know how the hell that looks or what that, what that starts with, but you have to start with the public opinion first. And after that, you work on incentives. So number one is social, and number two is financial. 
social will just like hopefully crack the door and then you're really going to make headway with financial incentives either yes. donations to uh, food shelters or homeless shelters are counted two to one or whatever the case may be of course you'll watch like some fucking venom spinning tax attorney lawyer motherfucker that will be like okay i'll just set up this dummy corporation and then we'll give money to that and take two one right tax write-offs and so on and so forth. But don't worry, I'll just set that on fire. They, they, there's always loopholes, and there's they always no figure them out. Fucking, oh, you're right. Well, they have, but you got to think like lawyers get paid basically infinite money to figure out those loopholes so that their overlords can make even more money. Because oh, you know, soon as we were, if we were to do this and we did go to PRL, somebody would find a way to try to you know profit off of it, and that's absolutely. where they get their lawyers. So you're absolutely, absolutely. right. So you just have to stay in front of the corruption by like half a step. And I'm not saying like completely. You don't have to completely encapsulate that corruption. But you, you can't do have cancel to least... it out completely. Yeah, you can't. It's just, it's always going to be there. Yeah. It's the way America is. Like nothing here in this country gets done without 40 fucking people getting paid off and companies and all the other shit. Some we pockets like to think will be lying. We like to think that we're like above that sort of shit. Like, oh, at least we're not as corrupt as those whatever. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, you are. Are that. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Only they're called corporations here instead of, you know, government yes. middlemen. The country is Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they the just don't want to accept it. Right. The rich. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, then that makes you and I Batman. You know it. Yep. <laughs> I too yes. like to beat up the mentally challenged and homeless in pajamas. <laughs> I'm going to just beat someone's ass and in be my, like, in, I'm my, bitch, in my furry bitch. costume. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to slap somebody around in my pajamas. <laughs> so, so I think those are the routes. I think the financial incentives have to be aligned in a way that investing into humanity, including people who've had setbacks or who are not in a good position in their life right now, um, will have a, a payoff in the future. And I think you have to start like being honest with what are going to be the challenges there. And I, you hit upon one of them. It's just like, our country's never going to do some of this shit. Well, it's true. Um, I think you have to be aware of and what fight against. I don't, I don't have any good ideas for like um, when people start pushing back on this sort of shit. Like, well, why should we spend money on people that are, you know, X, Y, or Z. And I, I find this sort of, thinking it's fatalistic like quick to write people off it's basically like people have been making fun of this cancel culture shit mm-hmm. but we have always had a cancel culture it just it wasn't usually pointed towards i don't know dumbasses on twitter right? and it wasn't as strong no no it's always been strong it, you can see cancel culture because you can fucking see it in the homeless population the second oh. anyone is like homeless or commits a felony, goes to jail like their lives are not exactly ruined, but pretty fucking bad. It's, I mean, people who whine about shit on Twitter, cancel culture, there's no fucking way they've had it worse than somebody who did some stupid shit in their youth, went to jail, and then, like, basically got their entire life kind That's of fucked. example. We're very like, if you're limited a felon, on second chances. Yeah, yeah. If you're a fucking felon, don't tell me that you haven't been effectively canceled. Like, Oh, no, that's the purest definition. Yeah, it's, it's hard no, to fucking... You they get throw canceled you in, from yeah. society. Right, they throw you in fucking jail, and then when you come out, that shit follows you around like a bad 
racist tweet from five years ago. It is. Worse than. It's worse than, yeah. <laughs> right? When McDonald's is giving you some fucking shit eye. It, Bro, it's a little you got to than... come out of prison and listen to a pimply 16-year-old tell you the <laughs> fries are ready. That, uh, that, that, that's being canceled. Mm-hmm. So I think we've always had that. It's just in a different way now. It's just a, it's, it's shown its ugly head elsewhere. But I think that's human to, yeah. to like shit on a group of people once they stepped wrongly. And I think the, 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 the view towards the homeless is very much like that. Once someone's homeless, like people's opinions change. Like, ooh, oh, I oh, told you, it's like, ew. Oh, well, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. You're, you're a loser. I'm, I'm not fucking immune to it. I know I've had that, that opinion. Like running into people that I was either in my 20s or 30s would tell me stories about like, you had to live out of my car for like four months. I'm like, how the fuck did you manage that? Like, me, I'm shower. thinking, damn, that's hard. That's rough. I, I, my brain didn't immediately, like, I can't say I've always been the bastion of empathy that I am now. So, um, the, I, I was definitely worse in my youth. I was like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck did you, yeah, you must have stunk. Then as I got older and started realizing, I'm like, oh, that must have been real fucking tough. Like, of course, they weren't doing it on purpose, but that's just not where my brain went initially. Oh, I, I was just like, saying. oh. I was just always... I wasn't, you know, um, that advanced in my youth, but I always had that that fear of I don't want that to happen to me. Yeah. No, you've always been a better person than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the reasons I like you, because I'm like, okay, I'd like to get to Jarrell's level. I'm not there yet. I know he's 10 years younger. No, no, no. It's, it's, that's an honest compliment. I was like, yeah, it's a oh. man. I... I, I'll acknowledge where I'm weak. <laughs> it's the character flaws. I'm aware. I'm working on it. <laughs> hey, man, I still think you're a great guy. I'm just, <laughs> I just wanted to think, one, I felt bad for the person, but two, I wouldn't want that to happen to me because a lots of times we meet people, as you said, that were in our lives and they were at the same status and they hit that level and I'm thinking, fuck, that mm-hmm. could happen to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be ending up sleeping in my car, blah, 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 blah. Right. And then you also made me think about, we hear the stories of like The Rock when he said, I only had $20 in my pocket. Tyler Perry said he slept in a fucking um, car. Oprah was wearing a potato sack. Yeah, they're the point zero 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 one percent Right. How many people are still in those situations that don't make it? Or just fucking froze to death in Detroit. Thank you. Yeah, they could have froze the fuck to death. Or got <laughs> eaten by a gator on a Florida bench. <laughs> because that's a real chance. St- I, I do wonder. I want to know that statistic. Is it like eight people a year? Like how many That's what I'm saying. Like, what's the number? <laughs> that's concerning. So, I mean, there's a uh, there's tons of there's tons of stories that don't get told, and there's tons of people that end up still out there. Yeah, I agree. And with that. us, we definitely, as a society, we need to. I don't know if we got removed from or never had that humanity 
And of course, there are people, tons of us with conscience and empathy, but uh, there's a good group of us. And is it really how society is or is it just um, a pack mentality? Is it is it possible that this actually is the better option? It might be possible we are in the good timeline. Ooh. I know there's all the jokes of like, we're in the worst multiverse or the worst timeline. Now, like, maybe we're in the fucking best. Ooh. Maybe there's one where there's like Nazi zombies running around. I don't fucking know. Oh, shit. Not the Nazi zombies. But I, I do think, and I don't want to like shit on the hard work that is currently happening. What my, what I'm upset about is the fact that as a society, we are not taking like, global large steps or just barely now doing it um, to really combat this. Like it, it's really been a sweep it under, under the rug and try to hope it goes away or just uh, uh, similar to the um, that statistic that I, I quoted a couple weeks ago. And I'll just find the corollary here, like the, the, the example that's similar in that I think like Democrats and Republicans or whatever, whatever they identified as, were polled, and something like 40% are, like, okay with just, like, mass shootings being a thing. Like, yeah, oh, just, that's just our thing now. We should do that. I wonder if it's been like that, the complacency of, like, well, I, there's just going to always be homeless around. Oh. Let's get it down to as low as possible. But we're just like, there's no zero sum. We just... Yeah, there's no... Yeah. It'll, it'll never be zero. It'll take way too much money to get it to zero. So how low can we get it and still be like, okay. And I'm wondering if it's, always, it's actually been more of that. And only recently has it like started peaking or getting up above a number where we as a society are like, well, this is too high. We're like, like we're okay with it's a lot of we're okay with, people. I mean, what'd you say? Like 600 grand? Like yeah. We're okay with like a hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> Once we get over half a million, yeah. <laughs> all right, we gotta right. talk. Yeah, let's do something about this. Yeah, because I think there's there's resources out there for a low number to deal with some of that. Not not great, not perfect. It's gonna yeah, be always- but at that because you did ask a good question. How are they spread out? Because not to make lesser the sick situation. But six hundred thousand collectively is a town, dude. It's a big fucking city. Yeah, it's a, it's an actual city. Actually, I think it's close to the now population of Detroit. Detroit, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is saying something. So that's a lot of a lot. So then we have to take into account where were they spread out and then we get of that 600,000 we had over 130,000 of them in Cali yeah which is frightening of that 130,000 in Cali we had uh, I believe I said around 65,000 in LA itself Mm -hmm. fuck so you got the majority (laughs) of them and that also makes me think the whole country isn't suffering from this problem. A good portion is, and as I mentioned Brew earlier, he's from a place where you don't see it. So I'm wondering how many places don't see it. And because of that, they don't have the same care as we're discussing it now because we're in places where you do see it. 
Mm-hmm. We both were in the Detroit area, so we saw it there. You're in Oregon, and I visited you there. It's very massive. I'm here in Virginia yep. where there's, because of us being a large um, veteran, military, active duty population, we see a lot of vets. I've seen it in D.C., a major city, definitely when I went to New York. And mm-hmm. there could be people all in the New England region. There could be people in, like, Wyoming, Montana. The Dakotas might not see it. There could be people in less populated areas that aren't even aware of it if they don't turn on the news. Yeah. And I think that could play a factor as well. Yeah. Because besides those of us that are in either more popular or uh, populated areas or these regions where it would have the possibility of happening more frequently, it may not be a problem. It's true. I live in a pleasant part of the country. Yeah. Pleasant. Doesn't get, yeah, it's definitely going to be, gets a little hot every now and then. And it gets a little chilly every now and then. Yep. But for the most fucking part, we're looking at some pretty rosy temperatures as long as you've got even a jacket and a blanket. And, and we're not, not looking at like negative 20 in Michigan, you know? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And you're not in. The other areas where they can't, I'm pretty sure there aren't that many homeless people. And hey, feel free to correct me, people. In Phoenix, Arizona, where it's like <laughs> 200 fucking degrees. Okay, so melt. it's funny you mention that because we went to um, went to Michigan on the way back. We had a connection into Phoenix, mm-hmm. and from where we got off, we had to go to a different terminal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we go through this tunnel, and uh, holy fuck! This tunnel's hot. Like my my kids are like, I, it's really hot, Dad. I was like, I know. Just keep walking. I'm like, we'll get <laughs> to the AC. Yeah, just keep walking. <laughs> Don't stop here. It was I forget. It was like 114 or 116 oh, yeah. degrees in like early June. <laughs> like, fuck this place. You're like you don't want to be a toddler there, but... having a heat stroke. Oh, I got a yeah. niece there. I love her to death, and if she hears it, it's too fucking hot. Yeah, I'm like yeah. Jesus, dude. Just I don't know how y'all do it. Nah. Um. I can't so, do it. I don't want to get deployed in America. So then it was our turn to get back onto the plane, right? So we got to yeah. load back out because we're actual airport itself. And now you're in, now you're in AC mm. and um, we're getting back on and it wasn't like the sun was just setting. So it wasn't, you know, I <laughs> uh, can't say that it's been cooling now, but so I'm coming, I'm, I'm, we're loading on and we're going down, you know, the tunnel that is just this makeshift thin fucking tunnel that's clearly just to get you to uh, the the plane. There's no AC in this fucking thing. (laughs) And every step I'm taking is hotter. And we're like loading group fucking data. We're like as as far as possible. Loading group number 438. Yeah, you fuckers get on. We're in that group. we're, We're loading on. But of course, it's still like slow. I don't know what it is about American Airlines or whatever, um, but it's just every fucking place is just so goddamn slow. Every airplane is so slow here. I feel it's not like that in every country. So, um, so we we hit the backlog, and I'm just I, like each step. I, and I started joking. There's a group in front of us that hears me, and I was like, "Holy crap! Each step is worse than the last." I thought <laughs> it would start cooling off, and they start laughing because it's obviously feeling the same thing. And we get stuck as people. Fucking around, 
taking way too long to load their dumb bullshit to the top. Oh, yeah. And my kids are like, dude, dad. Because you're so trying hot to go on record with the youngest person to have a heat stroke. Right. <laughs> I'm like, dad, yeah. Why is it so hot here? I'm like, well, it's Arizona here, buddy. It's a little bit warmer. I'm like, now I have to explain weather. Yep. And it's it's hot. It's a long fucking day. It's my last flight of the day. And I'm just like, please just get me on. I'm so just done. Get me home. Yeah, I'm so done. Don't let me die um, in Arizona. <laughs> and that was the thing. I was like, I remember they had. Uh, I remember there was a, a plane in Arizona or something like that. That was like 104. And it was stuck yeah. on the tarmac for like two hours. Ooh. And didn't offer them water. And I'm like, please don't oh, let that goddamn happen to me. That's inhumane. Yeah. I was like, please don't fucking let that happen to me right now. So anyway, the rest of it was fine. But that's my little story of like Phoenix. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm ever going to go here. In fact, I will actively avoid from now on any flights connected to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the off chance that I have to... We, I feel like one out of every four flights were on the tarmac for like way too goddamn long, or they're like, "Hey, we got to go back." It's it's been my luck now about twenty five percent of every flight. There's no fucking way I that with two, and now baby, uh, three no. kids. Yeah. When it's like one hundred twenty degrees outside. <laughs> Good God, no! When there's a little um, firestorm happening outside the, the the thing. But yeah, geez. anyway. Um, <laughs> fucking yikes. So, my niece, um, Deja, um, if you do end up hearing this before I talk to you, I want you to tell me if you have any um, homeless people that didn't melt on the concrete. Oh, my gosh, yeah. (laughs) Please tell me. I doubt if there are any homeless there or at least a noticeable population. You may at some point because it's a major city, Phoenix. So, there could be some. It's pleasant during the winter times, right? Oh, she absolutely loves it, and I yeah, uh, I'm happy for her. I just would never go there in the summer, right? What the fuck happens? How how do you escape 120 degree heat? You go to Detroit in the summer. <laughs> That's the only answer. They come to y'all. You just go up to the y'all of the north. So I guess y'all get a, a good flux of people in the. In the summer months that come from the southwest to the northwest, definitely migrate. There's definitely a little bit of migration that happens. There has to be because um, yeah, that's fuck that. the The fact that we have a place called Death Valley, come on, man, come on, man. The name tells you what happens with those temperatures. Hold on, you breaking up a bit? Oh, uh, hold on. Yep. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. No, I was just saying, and then they're like, let's yeah. build a city here. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, you could do it for cheap because no one was going to be out there. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm thinking there, there probably is homeless people in Vegas. I've never been, but I'm sure there has to be, right? I would think so. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of these places are pleasant in the, the wintertime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there probably isn't. I mean, if you there at night doing the, um, but Dad did tell me at nights and doing the early mornings, it can't get cold because it's the desert, which I learned yeah. from the two deployments. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did not know deserts got cold until I was out there. And that is definitely a problem. But um, 
as far as I think those were good solutions that you you listed and I just wish we could the 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 biggest thing I took away from what you said I just wish we could change the public mindset on how to approach the homeless problem for those of us that actually see it because of my mm-hmm. other point earlier there there's probably a good portion that don't yeah, that's a good. Because point. even though it's a disturbing number, six hundred thousand isn't enough to spread evenly across the country, where it affects everyone to a great number. Mm-hmm. It's still way too many, but it's not enough that every hell. I don't even think every state is affected. Yeah, aren't there any homeless in North Dakota? No, for real. I don't think it's, it's, you probably don't see any homeless in Vermont. <laughs> <Not true. laughs> don't worry. But, if anybody but writes right. us, I'm pretty sure we'll get talked to about Dakota. But anyway, <laughs> um, if anyone writes to us from Dakota, I... it'll be like with a quill pen and shit. <laughs> it'll be a moose. Interrupt me. Oh, we got you. Have go ahead. I was gonna ask probably the same thing you were gonna ask. We just like, did you have any thoughts or because we went through a couple solutions, but those are just you know broad strokes. Is there anything that no, that was uh, you you were thinking? I, I think, um, I think we covered it because even though it was broad strokes, we went in depth enough to cover the topic well enough to not only get our point and ideas across, but we covered enough groups that could be affected and we gave enough solutions. So I think that about sums it up. Thanks, buddy. That's a big one. It's it's, might want to even talk about this a little bit more because I know a lot of states are doing stuff right now. So maybe some year or two from now. We can definitely retouch it. Yep, a year or two from now, you might want to see where it's going. Okay, I'm down. All right, buddy. Yep. Thank you, Ralph. Another good one in the book. See you, Chip. Thanks again. All right. Bye. Mm -hmm.